Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roseanne, Roseanne, heroes, gonna tell you about Roseanne, Roseanne, heroes, gonna tell you about comic books, costumes, facts, boots, and other stuff. In this week's issue, Romantic Comics, Volume 1. Welcome into Bros, Foes, and Heroes. I am Zach, joined by my sidekick, Mr. Mike. Hello there. And I always wonder, I do it kind of as a formality, mm-hmm. but I wonder if people start meeting you. Do they just call you Mr. Mike in general? No, no. I, you know, I used to teach and some of the kids would call me that. Mr. Mike? Yeah. Okay, but wouldn't it be more Mr. than your last name usually? Well, you would think so, but... You know, I don't know. You had an informal relationship? Yeah, sure, sure. But I just didn't know (laughs) if I keep doing this, if this is going to become a thing where people start referring to you. Maybe so. Maybe I'm just Mr. Mike. It kind of makes you sound more like a a sidekick. It makes me sound like I'm, I'm made by Ronco. Mr. Mike, Mike by Ronco. Do we just sit you and forget you? Yeah. You set me and forget me. All right. Do you remember Mr. Microphone? No. So I remember Ronco. Late 70s, early 80s, there was a commercial uh ladies are walking on the side of the road have we talked about mr microphone before? maybe i'm feeling deja vu here but continue uh th- i think three guys in a convertible drive by and he's got a microphone in the car and he goes hey good looking be back to pick you up later and the whole idea is on the microphone it had a a, a transmitter that would go through your car stereo mm-hmm and so that was the whole thing. But hey, good so looking, like be back just, to pick you up later. And then he'd take off. So it was like a... a, a um, it was a stalking tool. Well, that, but yeah. it was also just kind of like an announce system just in your yeah. car. You could yeah. use your car. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They called it Mr. Microphone? It was Mr. Microphone. There was Pocket Fisherman. Um, oh, wait, was the Pocket Fisherman the little game that you played where you nope. threw? This is a, it's a little... It's or is a, it a rod that fits in It's an actual little pocket. rod and reel and the, and, the, and the rod part of it would fold down. I don't know whose pocket is big enough. Okay, I have seen a pocket fisherman. They also then made those. Sounds like a condition. It does. They also then made those like electronic games. Yeah. With our fish games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, kids, for all you, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Gen Zers that listen to a millennial. (laughs) They love this. And a Gen Xer talk about comic books. (laughs) They love it. Because we know there are a ton of you out there. Yeah, yeah. There used to be this, or even younger, because we know. Wait, I have to stop door dashing for a second and listen. (laughs) He's so told me to. They had these 
like little handheld <laughs> games. And I'm sure people remember yeah. these. And you had to cast and mm-hmm. then like reel in. Mm-hmm. And it was the simplest game. But like we were just, mm-hmm. I think there for a time, anything that was new technology-wise, we oh, just yeah. ate it up. Well, like well the, we still do now. The but, game watches and the, the whole Digimon, or not Digimon, what were the? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my Digimon what were was like the original that, but, uh, ones? they uh, Tamagotchis. Tamagotchis, yeah. Yeah, I had one of those. It was a dog. Kill it. Well, I mean, it Don't would feed die. It. Yeah, Kill you it. forget to feed it. Mm-hmm. You have to clean up its poop. Mm-hmm. You washed it. That's Digital all you did. poop. Digital. Yeah. I hope that that saves some parents, like, having to get a real dog somewhere. That was The Offspring's first album, right? Digital poop? Digital. Wasn't that it? <laughs> yeah, it had uh, a... <laughs> that, that's the one that a pretty fly for a white guy was Sure. On. So... Yeah. Uh, what are we doing this week? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you bring up yeah. for us to be able to transition. That's true. You called Mr. Microphone mm. a perfect stalker tool, and the commercial that you described did sound it, very off. It is, yeah. So why don't we just dive back even further into just some very off things when it comes to romance and how Let's you should it. get a lady when we read romantic stories from romantic comics. Now, I will call this episode, or we will call this episode, I, I can call it something different, I guess, if I wanted to. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, Romantic Comics Volume 1, what I have done, is, or what I have in comics. front of me, a collection of stories. So back in the day with these anthologies, yeah. just like they had police comics and we've covered you know, <laughs> action comics and where everything in the book was, yeah. they were very much, you know, comic companies very much sold. I guess they were trying to cover and see what books, you know, worked. Yeah, absolutely. But one of, I guess, in an attempt, I can only assume to get uh, female readers of some sort. Mm -hmm. They made a compilation of like romance comics, which are just like the same thing. Short little stories of, uh, you know, just different tales of romance. Okay. There are some really awful ones that have, you know, obviously appeared through all of these publications runs. Yeah. And so what I have is a collection of some of the worst. You're telling me that in a, in a comic book, uh, targeted towards, you would assume girls. Yes. In, in the forties and fifties. Yes. Of course, all written everything by men called romantic comics. Uh, I mean, they're all different books. Like our first story comes from a comic called Love Secrets. Oh, Love Secrets. Oh. Number number 32. But it's like those anthology collections where it's all just different. But I'm just saying, you you know, you're you're telling me all this and you're saying there were some bad ones. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That is surprising. A lot of them. Yeah. So what I was able to do is also (laughs) IDW. I believe it's IDW. IBW, one of the two. Maybe I made up IBW. Either way, I will look up and correct myself next week. Uh, has a collection of all of these public domain stories. Okay. Uh, called Weird Love. And Weird Love. And so they know how just ridiculous these are. So that's ah, so it's the collection of gotcha, that. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And there's six volumes out. But wow. Yeah. So there is a ridiculous amount. <laughs> if you're a big fan of some of these stories, just know that we will do more of them. I have collected right. eight of these stories. Eight? For Mike, and I can wow, tell you we. where they're from, like what issue they come from, yeah, yeah. and the year, and just kind of give you. Uh, they're all like eight page stories at the most, mm-hmm. so they're super quick. Yeah, sure. We're not going to spend. Obviously, I'm not going to go into every detail. Weird love. We're yeah. super quick. Yeah, sure. 
That sounds like a, but no. So um, I have a collection of stories here and instead of writing a, you know, outline like I do sometimes, it's easier with these just to go through it. I'm not even kidding when, when I say that this guy does so much research on these comics. I mean, it is impressive. It really is. Well, thank you. Well, here's the thing, Mike. I always thought that you liked following along. Oh, I do. And I'm revealing these to you one at a time, oh. so you don't even see the stories until we get here. I love it. And you can announce the stories oh. as we get. Mike, what is our first story? I have these beautiful color printouts. Uh, it is, I fell for a commie. So, of course. C-O-M-M-I-E, kids. Yes. Um, it's funny. I will just say something that I found very interesting that I found out in researching these. Uh, eventually, a comics code is created yeah. to kind of police uh, comics. Nothing in yeah. here. I feel is extremely that salacious at all. Right, sure. Um, I'm not hunting out. I'm sure there was obviously more salacious stuff, but I'm hunting out just funny and amusing. Right. Either way, around uh, not too long after this, um, there is a creation of a comics code. Mm-hmm. And to get around the comics code, though, some of these stories are reprinted with just changes to names. And like this one, the I fell for a commie was just changed to like, I fell for, you know, the wrong man or something Mm -hmm. like that. And it's changed from the fact that it has anything to do with the Cold War. And so they're able to still reprint these stories. So (laughs) they even just recycled these comics after the comics ethic code is passed, which is just kind of funny. I got to tell you that, you know, to to be what they are, the art is not bad at all. No, none of the the art in these are bad, but it is nothing... I'm not saying this to make it sound like, oh, you know, nothing spectacular. There's nothing obviously like your action shots. It's all just very good detail work of just scene setting. And so it's just, you know, everyday people in everyday settings. So what we have here. I I will take one pass at this just real quick. I've just thumbed through it. Yeah. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of words in this. These, a lot of these where I would say... You know, superhero stories can yeah. tell a lot of the story right, right, right. with the action on the page, which makes some of them great. I think the problem with romance comics mm. is a lot of it is obviously told through dialogue. That's the problem with romance comics. That. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, there's one of many. <laughs> right, sure. But that's one. So let's go ahead yeah. and dive into our first story here. All right. Uh, basically, our main character is a woman named Gladys. Mm. And Gladys is looking for employment. Okay. Uh, she can't find a job around town, so she goes to the unemployment bureau where she comes across two men mm-hmm. that she that are kind of waiting in line there with her. One of the men, you know, just kind of complains about how he's being treated here in a country or in the country. You would think that, you know, uh, men that fought for this country would be served better. And sure. Just, you know, he has some valid points given how the system seems to be working here, but still right. he's complaining. And he puts Gladys off, but his friend... That is there with him, whose name is, and I'm trying to remember because these all bleed together after a while, Tom. Tom Brenner. Okay. So our love interest is Tom. Yeah. Uh, Tom apologizes to Gladys about his friend and says, hey, basically kind of take you out on a date. I'm sorry about this. They have such a great time together. And then without warning, like they go on a couple more dates together. And then without warning, she gets a letter from Tom that says, I can't explain my darling, but I have to leave town. Ah, I can't talk about it. Yeah, that happens. So Gladys is super heartbroken about this. Then one afternoon, also time in these stories, Mm -hmm. 
uh, is very loose. One afternoon, we don't know how far in advance sure, it goes. Sure. Things like that. I'm but, gonna I'm gonna make one more observation. Yeah. Uh, lots of smoking for a comic book. There's a lot, a lot of, of smoking. smoking through all of these yeah. comics too. A lot of smoking. It's uh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mention about our the I fell for a comic. It is from Love Secrets number thirty two from August nineteen fifty three. I was gonna guess thirty one, but sure. Uh, yeah, no, it's number thirty two <laughs> from August nineteen fifty three, printed by Quality Comics. Inks attributed to Dick Beck. Yep. So uh, make your own jokes at home. One afternoon, uh, she basically sees uh, Tom back around town. And hanging out with this girl she knows named Ruth. Sure. So she asked Ruth, hey, I saw you with Tom. Like, are y'all an item or something? Ruth says, no, he just took me to a, a club that he goes to. Mm. She goes, oh, I want to go to this club, too. Yeah. She really just wants to be closer to Tom. Well, she's getting there, and she's waiting outside the meeting. Because Ruth says, I'll take you to the next meeting, but just wait till it's over, and I'll introduce you to people. Mm. So she's waiting outside the meeting while it's happening, so she can't see what's going on. And then all of a sudden she notices while she's waiting, uh, my curiosity's aroused. I wondered about and Stalin strange. Perhaps I can listen to them because she, they have a giant thing on the wall that says Stalin wants peace and it, it Russia's five year plan, Lenin and Soviet Russia. Yeah. So a lot of, you know, uh, yeah. uh, communist, mm-hmm. I, I guess, uh, the, the club, rhetoric. the club they're in is the young Americans club. It is. Yeah. Uh, she leans in and basically hears like, mm, I don't know if I like what I'm hearing. I can't, you know, that's why Tom left me. He's, he's mixed up with communists. Yeah, that's it. So he couldn't tell her what was up. She's just happy that Tom's back. He loves that Stalin. That eventually she thinks he'll come around. She doesn't care right now that he's a part of a communist club because she wants him to be around. Yeah. And she thinks that the more that she hangs out with him, that eventually He'll come to a census. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, a lot of these comics, like the front page or the first page, uh, the first panel, often kind of introduces the story, right? It doesn't really have anything to do with what's going on in the story. It's just it kind of introduces it. And there's a bubble coming out of her head that says, I, I must be patient. One day Tom will come to his senses. He must. So, so she thinks he's just going to wake up one morning yeah. and be like, ah, screw this communist. Yeah. I didn't like yeah. it after all anyway. Yeah. So That's she a bad keeps taste in my mouth. She keeps going to these meetings, thinking that eventually, you know, he'll uh, come to a census. Well, eventually, uh, she's introduced to like the head of the Young Americans Club because it's not Tom, right? Uh, and he kind of the dude in an orange suit. It is, and he kind of invites like the best of what he can, the group that what he can do are the best members of the group. I'm sorry. I don't know what I just had like a weird stroke halfway sure. through, but well, this guy's yeah. Mr. Phelps threw you off here. He uh, invites the cream of the crop of the group in and he's like, all right, you guys are the best of the best. And Gladys and Tom are a part of this. And he goes the reddest of the red. Exactly. Sure. From now on, we refer to each other as comrades. Mm. That's okay. what sets it off. Sure. She can't deal with that. She she was able oh, to just hold thing. it. That's it. That's the thing. And she's okay. like, no, like y'all are all wrong. I'm going to go turn you in right now. Oh, okay. Mr. Phelps is like, throws her in a room and basically is like, we can't have you talk. We'll just go ahead and uh, take care of you. Maybe there was an accident. Mm. Mr. Phelps is threatening oh, Gladys' no. life. So they lock her in a room, right? Stupid Phelps. And Phelps tells Tom to go deal with her. Oh, no. So Tom opens the door and Gladys runs out wow. and runs away because she sees it as her chance to get away. But Tom runs after her and he catches her and she thinks to kill her. 
But he goes, snap out of it, Gladys. Come to your senses and listen to me. I'm not a red. Not a red. I'm an FBI agent. Oh. He's undercover the whole time. Twist and turn. But here's the beauty of it. So our whole story, this is my favorite part of all these comics. We have eight pages about, you know, the romance between them. Yeah. We wrap up this whole comic in literally two panels and it says, (laughs) I'm an FBI agent. It was my job to join that club to get the evidence against them. Gosh, when you became a member, it broke my heart. I did everything I could to talk you out of it. And Gladys says, then you're not one of them? Oh, Tom, Tom, my darling. Tom, my darling. Very next panel, Tom's on the phone. Right, sir, our suspicions were correct. The Young Americans <laughs> Club is a communist organization plotting to overthrow the government by force. That is never brought up in the comic at all. And also, sir, you look added. good in that dress. And arrest Sam White for posing as a Korean veteran. Oh, yeah. He's carrying forged papers. There you go. You remember at the very beginning when I said that one guy acted like a dick? Sure. That's him. That's Sam. That was Sam. No, here's the thing. He just makes her feel uncomfortable, and so he just rats them out. Like, we have no clue anything about Sam being a bad guy. He's just like, (laughs) and cherry on top. So Gladys is happy then, and they can all live happily ever after. Gladys kind of goes off here uh, before the ending, and she says, Get away from me. I hate you, Tom. If you and your friends think communism is so high and mighty, why don't you pack off to Russia? I really thought that was an F, not a P, and I thought that it was a bad word. <laughs> I did, word. too. Well, I thought I was Why like... Why don't you them? F off to Russia? Yeah. No, that's not them. So that's basically our first story. Wait, here's the here's the, the ending. Oh, sorry. Yes, fate and God were on my side, but heed my lesson well, for you might be less fortunate should you be tempted by love to travel along the communism's evil byways. <laughs> wow. That's what closes out after he it's basically... good writing. <laughs> so That's our great. next story more smoking which is oh yeah there's Let's a lot of smoking smoke. i see a lot of fl- hey by the way yeah everybody's white in these <laughs> there's a lot of white people oh I'm yeah just saying you haven't noticed yet okay um, everybody seems to be very white this is also a sign of the times okay in the 50s too. Right. yeah this was 1953 so that's right in the middle of the red scare right mm-hmm. yeah now i bring you one here's the funny thing though <laughs> Uh, Mike, this oh. one is from later. This is from Just Married, issue number 57. Just Married. There was 57 issues of Just Yikes. Married from March of 1968 Oh, from Charlton Comics. That now, is, oh, Charlton. Charlton. Wow. And Mike, can you please read the name of this story? You also snore, darling. Wow. Here we are, Mr. and Mrs. Sam Brennan, beginning our honeymoon in Hawaii. Perhaps you read about our wedding in today's papers. What? No, I who, didn't. Who read about that? I don't know. I uh, didn't. Society editors called me Boston heiress and debutante and referred to Sam as the fantastically successful young investment counselor. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's divinely perfect, but... Uh, oh, it's divinely perfect. Every bit of it, I just know we'll be happy all the rest of our lives. Then the title... You also snore, darling. This one will be able to cover a lot quicker. There's not as much story in this. <laughs> no shit. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, this has just one of my the, the the balls of this ending, and I'll you'll see when I get so to. So are, are they in Hawaii? Yeah. So they're in Hawaii at? on okay. it's Sam and Linda. Yeah. Is that Cheers? No, that's Sam and Diane. Sam Never and mind. Diane. Yeah. Uh, so they're in Hawaii on uh, their honeymoon, Sam and Linda, and they're having a great time. And then Linda's ready to, you know. Mark the night, I guess. It's not said in that many terms, but basically they're going to, you know, uh, make the honeymoon the honeymoon. And she's going to get ready and he's tired (laughs) and it takes her so long to get ready. She comes back and he's asleep. So she decides, all right, I'll just go ahead and get ready for nighttime instead. So she puts her curlers in and like her face mask on and she wakes up and he's now up and he's made a toast. And she's just so upset by like your timing's off, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you're just never great on timing. Right. So they have a drink, you know, then she, you Wait, know, Wait, the first time head. she comes out and she's all sexed up for him and uh, with a flower in her hair, and he's he's flat ass asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. My poor tired darling. That's what I just said. So oh, then, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So then he... Uh, I, I'm so enthralled by <laughs> what's going on here that I, I got lost. I'm sorry. So then... Um, Champagne has magic properties, my love. Yeah, so she puts her hair back down, and she says, woo. And then the, it says, in, it's morning, and the wine morning air, I'm assuming they did it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just kind of well, She I had assume. those sexy-ass curlers on. Well, no, she took them out and like, oh, fluffed her yeah, hair Oh, yeah, there up. she is. She tells him to count to 10. Yeah, for her to get ready. Um, but so I assume something happened. Well, she goes in to kiss him in the morning, and the... Five o'clock shadow he has grown overnight, which sometimes happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it burns her face like it scrapes her face, and she does not His like beard. that. So then they go out to the beach, right? Mm-hmm. And they're gonna go uh, hang out. Oh, I should also mention while he was flat ass asleep on the couch, <laughs> he was snoring, and oh. she was like, "I'll never tell him he snores. Like this, that'll be our little secret." This bastard. So then they go to the beach, and while they're on a beach, this. Um, I guess good looking brunette walks by and Sam kind of, you know, turns and checks her out a bit and Linda's talking and <laughs> she goes, Sam, darling, I hate you. And our, and Sam goes, yeah, sure. <laughs> like he just ignores her. So she gets mad about that. And he's like, oh, he's basically, oh, for the love of Pete, turn for it off. Will of you Pete. is what he tells her. She's um. you know, she goes, you don't love me. You've been lying all along. And he's like, for the love of Pete, will you turn it off? And she's like, I'm going back to the club. She goes back and she cries. And she's like, this is awful. It burns when he kisses me in the morning. He, you know, Mm. stares at other women. He doesn't love me. She's just having, and he snores. You want to know how this happened or how this is wrapped up? And I said the balls on this ending. Mm -hmm. You ready? Mm -hmm. So I have myself a good cry. I am now, we'll both play Linda and Sam. Sure. I will dictate when I change. Okay. I myself had a good cry and I and wondering how I can make friends with Sam again when the door opens and Sam says, darling, she says, I've thought of a dozen things to say, but somewhere deep down, a woman's wisdom tells me not to say those things. Mm. Instead, I she says, my beloved ellipsis. Yep. She says, my beloved Sam Mm. says, listen, Linda. I know I ogle, oogle, ogle, 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 ogle. Yeah. I'm terrible. Uh, doze, scrape, and snore. I don't know what the scraping is. From his beard. Oh, okay. Right. And snore. But, and she says, but what, Sam? And he says, I want to tell you one thing, darling. Yeah. 
And Linda says, what, Sam? And Sam says, you snore too, beloved. Beloved. She says, well, of all the... And he stops her and says, you'll never know if I'm lying or not, sweetie. Now, come on. Let's stop picking faults and... And it ends with them kissing. And she says, I know I don't snore. What I mean is girls just don't, do they? And if Sam has a few faults, I'll forgive him for them, especially after a kiss like this. The end. He gaslit her and got away with it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Girls don't fart. Girls don't snore. Just telling you. But he was like, you snore. You snore too, and she's like, "I don't think I do. Why I don't know they, if I do." Their faces are like, "We." It's like he's like kissing her chin. It's weird. Yeah, it is odd. It is an odd picture. Yep. Huh. Well, there's a lot of substance there. That was fun. I, you know, the one thing that happens is, well, I guess she's got a bikini on, maybe. Yeah. Under this so. coverall. I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because in one of these panels, it looks like she's just shirtless. Huh. All right. Well, that was fun. Our next one. You also uh, snore, darling. Yep. Uh, you, our next you, one. You dummy. <laughs> from, from True Life. Are you, are you enjoying these so yeah, far? Yeah, these okay. are great. Okay. These are fantastic. Our yeah. uh, next issue is from our, our next story is from True Life <laughs> Secrets, number okay. 12. Yeah. From 1953, March of 1953. Okay. All right. Hot uh, year for the comics. My there. father was born in December of that year. So this ah. comic is older than uh my dad yeah so uh also another charlton comic okay this one may be a little more salacious we have some like that oh boy yes i was an escort girl (laughs) right (laughs) more smoking more smoking there's a lot of smoking there's smoking okay so wait have we had one where there hasn't been smoking yet uh i don't think there was any smoking in the in the in the 68 one so by 68 they had cut out the smoking well he would have choked on his cigarette while he was asleep (laughs) Uh, so, so I love this top panel. This is, um, like, you know, when you watch, um, like a movie from the late sixties and they have that one scene where like somebody is walking down a street and you see the, the neon passing them as it's not really passing up. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's kind of what this reminds me of. It's just her big head. Oh yeah. Where it like flashes. It's like usually like signs yeah. like flash yeah, 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 and they'll yeah. look and yeah. then. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of corny. It's not in a way, really there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love those kind of scenes. They did that in some Tex Avery cartoons too. I think. Yeah, yeah, probably. Which, by the way, I love cartoons. Really? Rant like the like Looney Tunes, like the early. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like there's just something cool about yeah. like early animation. There's a line anyway. though where the cartoons oh, turn terrible for sure. Yeah, sixties. Is that where it is? Yeah, that's another reason I don't like the sixties. Uh, so uh, anyway, it's just this lady's big head. And she's got what I can only assume is a Virginia Slim coming out of her mouth because it's a very skinny cigarette. Uh, she has a, I guess, a motel room key next to her face. And then in the background, you've got one, two, three, four, five different guys' heads just kind of floating there. Mm-hmm. Dice, money, bubbles, and music if, notes. And if I recall correctly about this story, you want to know what's she's, funny? She's living fast. Um I don't know escort girl who okay so you see the top two guys yeah like those two guys yeah they're in the story uh-huh 
I don't know where these other three guys really are. The from. the one guy on I the, think they appear in the background, but they're not a part of the story. The one guy on the left hand side looks like every guy who's ever tied somebody to a railroad track. I don't know. I think he kind of looks like John Waters, maybe. He does kind of look like John Waters, but I think John Waters would tie somebody to a railroad track. That's true. Yeah, that is true. But I, like in a, you mean that as like a compliment? I feel like no. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, let me just get you the how she got this this job because you might know want to yeah. be like, oh okay, this is gonna get yeah I really want to know. Uh, like so many girls seeking a career in the now crowded modeling field, mm-hmm. I too was headed for disappointment. Finally, <laughs> the after- now crowded modeling field. Yeah. <laughs> how vain! I'm sorry. I, I get that obviously <laughs> people know that they're pretty and other people are like, oh, you should sure. model. And yeah. people are like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah. But when they're like, I feel like she was just like, I think I'm going to model. She, like, looks, she was just telling people. She looks like what's-her-face from Psycho. Uh, oh, uh, The original one. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Curtis. Yeah. Why can I not think <laughs> of her name right now? I don't know. People are yelling at their... Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, she so was, she was great. But after having been turned away, J- Janet Lee. Janet Lee. There you go. Good job. I knew it would Good hit job. me. All right. Bye, guys. Well, all right. That's the best <laughs> that's you're getting it. from me. That's all you're getting. Uh, after having been turned away by many agencies, sure. I decided to apply for a job at an escort service. Okay. I, I don't know. I have an issue with that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, where are these people advertising? Don't know. Not explained. Uh, do you want to know what she does as an escort? I What's mean, that? like, obviously, I don't feel like they're going to give you the menu. Here. <laughs> $5, <laughs> $7. I thought it was $4. $7.50. She has to give you change. Yeah, yeah old Josh. Uh, <laughs> so, Hey, if anybody wants to write in, I'll give you my Josh joke. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that over the air, though. It involves a bridge uh, and making change. change. So, um, <laughs> but it's not described like what... Sh- she does as an escort if she just like you know goes on dates with men like it's not necessarily right intelled if it's right. in a how she escorts them you right know what I mean? whether it's a physical capacity or just companionship exactly sure um but her interview i just love that she's in there with a guy smoking and it's he not just even goes, really an interview it's not she just appears there in a panel and the guy goes, yeah, you'll do. You got the looks. The job's yours. That's how I just assume he talks, <laughs> that right? That's how he talks, yeah. He's got a very wrinkly suit. Yeah. Bald head. And he's smoking a smoking cigar. Smoking a big cigar that's down to a nub. Oh, yeah. And he's still just like, he feet, doesn't He doesn't want to start a new one. Yeah. yeah. Feet up on the desk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew I'd get the job, but I'd keep it only until I found something better. What I didn't know was what my employer had in mind. Flower. Here's what's Why funny. Is there- <laughs> What's the flower for? Is I thought that it was some a, sort of subliminal something? It's a poinsettia. It's Christmas stuff. Mm, so uh, basically, this story, just to make it quicker, our, uh, I don't even know. Is Have we given, we haven't been given her name yet. No, we haven't. It's the no, first. Pa- but I do like what this guy says whenever she's walking away. Mm. Mm, some dish. That's what I've been looking for. Class. Yeah, cl- that's what I've <laughs> been looking for. I've been looking to be yeah. a complete perv. That's right. To classy ladies. Looking for some classy broads. Yeah, he does. He looks like he does sound like Mo says like. So, yeah. uh, I've been at this two weeks and I'm sick of it already. If only I didn't have to fight those wolves off when they take me home. Right. So it makes me, it tends to make me think that. And she says, and all the heroin. That's, no, she uh, I was like, did I forget that? 
That would have, I would have led with that. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so to me, it makes it think that she's just a companion of sorts. Yeah, sure. Because she fights them off when she yeah. gets, they get home. I think she's just arm candy kind of thing. So, so you know, I'm going to the big rocket ship launch. But I need somebody yeah, to go with me. A big rocket ship. <laughs> Is that going on in 53? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, basically this big wig kind of comes into town. And once <laughs> I, I think of I dream a genie when you said that for some reason. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause yeah. that's what I think. That's I mean, about it's, right. it's a little later. It's about right though. But, yeah. uh, Cause Darren yeah. worked right. Where were they? Were they in California? Was it Darren? I assume? Like, yeah, Darren. Darren's bewitched. No, Darren is bewitched. Yeah. It's um major Nelson. Yeah. But wasn't his first name Darren too? I don't think so. I don't think it was Darren Nelson. That well, sounds weird. Or maybe I'm just getting it confused. Cause did this? No, 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 no. It's not the same guy either. Mm-mm. No, this that is JR. Yeah, Jr. Yeah, was in Bewitched. Yeah, and okay, and two different Darrens. There were two different Darrens. Bewitched, yeah. This is something. All right, I, so that was our <laughs> tour down uh, memory lane. TV this land is something edition. I love about old comics, like when the when the color register is off. Oh yes, and like colors don't really fit where they're supposed to, and they bleed over. Yes. I just think that's it's such a cool look. S- some of it too is just how old it kind of is with yeah, the Dominion sure. too. Yeah. But yeah, no. So like you that's just have the to thing. figure they're like, eh, that's good enough. These stories yeah. are awful, but the art's fun to look at. Yeah, the art is cool. Uh, so basically, though, this big wig comes to town. She kind of looks like a horse there, though. And uh, he says, "You understand, of course, I'll need to. Uh, I'll need the young lady's company for a few days. I'll sure. be here in town about a week. Then I'm coming." Oh, then I'm continuing on to Europe. Mm-hmm. So basically, <laughs> she gets a call. Oh, the dude's name's Jerry. Jerry's the big wig that comes in. Yeah, so, but they, what I really don't like is um, the guy who says uh, some dish. His name is Mike. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh, I, I, yeah. I think here's the thing. I'll tell you with all these names, they don't try really hard, and no. not in the sense that I'm saying like. No, I get it. But they're My just parents like, were lazy. Well, sure. I'm just saying that what they what saying. they could come. Yeah. <laughs> uh so but um basically Mike what we find out is he is blackmailing all these clients, right? <laughs> yeah. Cuz he's not dirty enough by yeah. how he treats women. He's also blackmailing a lot of his clients. Okay. Uh Jerry is on Jerry the bigwig is the big on wig. the date with the our main person, the main blonde mm-hmm. lady in the story who I'm, I'm pretty sure we her, still don't know her name. I'm going to say her name's Sally. Sally. Let's okay. call her Sally. Um, then there's a point where like she keeps going on these dates with him and she loves it. And then all of a sudden he's just, you know, he, oh, he comes to her. And I think that he wants to marry. Where's hmm. this at? Oh, here it is. It had been a beautiful day. The last day they spent together before. Remember, he was going off to Europe mm-hmm. for the Vivian, rocket launch. Vivian is her name. I finally Vivian. found it okay. on the fourth all page right. of this story. Okay. Good. And he says, Vivian, I'm in love with you. Marry me tonight. Basically, he wants to marry her before he leaves. Mm-hmm. They're out in the moonlight on a bridge. Yeah. She said, if I married him, my problems would be solved. Obviously, the problems mm-hmm. of working for money shouldn't have to be sure. an escort anymore. Right, right. Um, but I had my doubts, although I had no doubt of my love for him. I wondered if I'd fit into his social circle at home. He's, he's been there less than a week. Yes, less okay. than a week. That's the All thing. Right. All of these stories, yeah. I don't know if it was the 50s, everything was about marriage. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. finish line to get married first. Yeah. Hey, can can I can I pause you for one second? Oh, please go ahead. There is a phone call where Mike calls her to let him know that to let her know that he's sending Jerry over. Yeah. Here's uh this is my best Mike uh the the Lech voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I knew you weren't busy tonight, so I sent him over. He'll pick you up at 8, 
And wait till you lay your eyes on the wad he carries. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Talking about cash. Thank you for, for giving me that time. I appreciate it. <laughs> I yield the rest of that my was, time to the. That was a, a solid. I like the, the mic impression. I appreciate it. Uh, basically, though. Oh, so she's naked in this tub. She can't decide what to do. I'm kind of way past you on this. Yeah, so sure. You can just, I get I mean, it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Take well, your time. Well, what I'm saying is she takes a bath. She lays on the beach. Uh, there's there's that, Mike I, again. I take that back. That is the most salacious picture in here is yeah. she is in the bath and they it's try to make. Bath. It's a bubble bath. Yeah. And they try to show as much like sure. cleavage as they can, but yeah. honestly, it looks kind of like just a pink body with like some just like it does. It's yeah. not as it's not super detailed. It's not detailed, no. But it is it is salacious, I would say, for the comics at this time. <laughs> um, but so Jerry's asked her to marry him. Yeah. She feels like she's not gonna fit within a circle, you know, circle, and oh, they'll know I was a an escort, it's not going to work. Not a call, girl. Well, she goes over to see him to talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. And um, while she's over there, Mike shows up because he hasn't got money for Jerry to pay for the people. So he's like, oh, thought you were going to skip town, basically, and get out without paying me. Oh, you're here, Jerry. I knew you were taking money from me kind of thing. Well, Mike, uh, his assistant shows up because obviously yeah. she overhears everything he does, and she's coming to kill him. Because he's not going to blackmail another client. Oh, yeah. There's a fight for a gun between Mike and his assistant, Olga. Olga's his assistant. What? Olga? And the gun suddenly went off. The bullet entering Olga's back. They'll do that. Olga gets shot and is killed. And then I'm I'm wrapping up the story, Mm -hmm. right? Because this is so Jerry's there, Mike's there, Vivian's there, Olga's dead. <laughs> it all happens for Olga. I gotta, can I just have that on a T-shirt? <laughs> everybody's dead. everybody's there. Mike's there. Jerry's there. Vivian's there, and Olga's, Olga's dead. dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all happens so fast. The gun going off. Olga crumpling to the floor, and suddenly <laughs> the room filled with police. Poor Olga. She gets she gets literally she like three panels, like two and, and a half panels. Yeah, and then she just blam. Uh, the she police did. show up because just like in the other story jerry works for the cops sure he was just trying to get to mike he knew all about (laughs) that's the thing oh jerry sob even if you hate me she says sob yeah i couldn't see you maybe she called him sob maybe she did he goes darling don't forget i know the whole story now (laughs) it is never told in the story there's no story yeah like oh i know about everything Mm -hmm. you've gone through i don't care we're gonna get married together Oh, that, I love this. My proposal still stands because he goes, I, I've got a lot to make up to you. Even if I'm not a rich out of towner, yeah. my proposal still stands. Yeah. We won't honeymoon in Europe, but after all, the American scenery is just as good, if not better. Wah, wah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Wow. Oh, man. But, so Wait, he was going to kill Jerry. I had to do something. So we don't even really know what happens to Mike here. I guess he gets hauled off by the cops, huh? Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Jay, I I want you to understand that Mike is wearing two different suits during this story as well. Like, from panel to panel, he's got a black suit, and then he's got a brown suit. And then it switches back to black. Wow, this is great. So that was, yes, I was an escort girl. (laughs) Are you ready for our story that (laughs) takes us? There's just so many good stuff. I know. All right, all right. Are you ready for the story that takes us to our halfway mark? Yes, please. This is from Darling Love, number seven. Mm, Darling Love. Which came out in the winter of 5051. Uh, it doesn't have the publisher listed on here, but Mike, mm. please read. Too Fat for Love, 
They say that all the world loves a fat man. Who says that? (laughs) (laughs) But what about a fat girl? The story is different there. Much different. As I know so well, you see, I knew that I was too fat for love. Here's the thing. The way they the way they draw her too is yeah. she doesn't necessarily even look like No, it's all in her chin. That's it. Like she's keeping she's, all all that excess weight in her chin. And I get that, but like she's not the way they draw her, she's not a uh, No, she's not gigantic. Big woman at all. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously it's just weird that this is a, a story, but obviously they needed to find something. I guess they're like, sure. Hey, we got appeal to everybody. Hey, why don't we make a story about a uh, heavyset gal? Too fat for love. So, obviously, as you can see in this one, <laughs> it's about her weight the entire time. Wait. Okay. I, I'm i sorry. Uh, this is from Darling Love, and I, I'm assuming that that means number, number, number seven. seven. And then it says winter, 1950 to 51. This yeah. covered the entire winter. <laughs> yeah, through January. Art, Harry, Lucy. And then it just says close up. What does I, that mean? I, that's all the info they have on it. Okay. All right. Close up. Good job, Carrie so, uh, Lucy. <laughs> so, um, basically, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I I'm getting ahead of you with this. Uh, there is one thing in here that says it's fun to laugh at fat people. That's all it says. It says it's fun to laugh at fat people. Oh, uh, yeah. So, but did you ever stop to consider that they have feelings too? No, you didn't. Because, fat people are people. No, you didn't because you're an asshole. Oh my god, that's basically what it's done. Oh man, so they have feeling. They yeah, have feelings. That's too. the thing. Your main character in this story Yikes. is somebody who is heavy set, and they refer to them as they. They. So it's again. You don't love me, son. Tony Cleaver. So Tony Cleaver is the next door neighbor. Tony Cleaver is the only man in this story who is nice to Mona. Mona yeah. is our main character. Sure, Mona. And he is always, yeah, Mona mm-hmm. just sounds like. It sounds like a fat girl's name. Yeah. Like to, to quote the breakfast club, it's a fat yeah. girl's name, Claire. So, um, <laughs> but Tony is the only guy who likes Mona <laughs> and is nice to Mona. Yeah, sure. Are you, what part are you I'm reading? I'm sorry. No, 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 there's, no you're there's, fine. A, there's one thing here that says, uh, it says, I, so Tommy is coming out of what I can only assume says Bible school. Um, says hello, Tom. These are the girls. There's, yeah, there's two now, now girls. Tom is like a popular guy at the school here. Sure, sure. Well, he's got a Letterman sweater yeah. on. Uh, he's coming out of Bible school, and it says uh, the girls are just like, "Hello, Tommy. Hi, Tom." And then uh, Tommy says, "Joan, Betty, how's about joining me for sodas?" Oh, sodas. I swear. Uh, I just got my allowance today. This guy's in his twenties. <laughs> Uh, and the one girl, the blonde, says, uh, I'd love to, Tommy, but what about Mona? Isn't she invited to? And then Tommy, living up to his sweater and coming out of Bible school, says, who, fatso? She doesn't need any sweets. She looks like she's about to bust down. I don't want her to explode all over me. Jesus. <laughs> what the Dude, hell? this one was tough to read just because of how mean they were. That's not nice, Tommy. It's Mona not- can't help being fat. And that's wow. the thing. So like the that's story, a compliment. That's the story. So Mona Yeesh. obviously has a problem. She yeah. eventually goes and sees a doctor. Uh, and the doctor's like, you know, you might just, you're born like this. There's this nothing fin you fin. can do. Yeah. No, he's just like, there's nothing you can do. Like, you're just yeah, born sure. like this. Um, he goes, oh I, my don't, God. I don't want to give you false hopes because the chances are slim. 
terrible wordplay. Nah. However, I have seen many miracles in my time. The human body has a way of taking care of itself, <laughs> and yours might come around. Basically, sure. don't worry about it. You're just going to wake up and be fine one day. It's just the way it is, lady. Uh, so Mona says, I see. If, well, thank you, doctor. I if you could roll only, out of here now, that'd be great. I, I suppose the only thing I can do now is pray for a miracle, which I know will never happen. Like, you feel so bad for Mona reading this. Poor Mona. So then, well, at one point, she's in the street, and guys are just, just heckling her. Yeah. They say, hey, look at Fatso Run. She's just like an army tank. Jesus. They're and so mean to this betcha poor girl. Betcha she can roll faster than she runs, too. She's just like a ball of butter. God almighty. And then she goes home and cries to her mom, and there's just an open box of chocolates there. Yikes. Wow. It's not the, the greatest no, life going it's on not. for Mona. God. Boy. And that's the thing. Like some like this was so mean and so hard to read through Ugh. for that. But one night, her dad, who works, <laughs> who works at, oh, you asked about the chocolates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her dad works at a candy company. Oh, well, there you go. It's uh, in her jeans. It's brought up. I mean, I don't know if she sticks the candy in her jeans, maybe. <laughs> but it's <laughs> a terrible joke. That's a good job. Uh, but uh, one night, they invite a man from the factory, yeah. like over to dinner. A Jean, chocolatier. Gene Gibbs. Gene Gibbs, the chocolatier. Yeah, and uh, he's going to Europe also. So, well, they find out Gene's there and. They go for a walk, and Gene says, actually, Mona, the only reason I wanted to be invited to dinner was to uh, see you. Your your dad has a picture of you on his desk at work, oh, and I've yeah. just fallen in love with you. Mm -hmm. So then it's here's two the pictures thing. of you at work. It's here's, one picture, but it's in two here's frames. Here's the thing, too. He came to dinner. <laughs> they went out for a walk. Right. He proposed to her on this walk. That's the way it works. She said yes. So, hmm. looking back, I know that my engagement to Gene was terribly quick, spontaneous, uh, was a terribly quick, spontaneous affair. Yeah, like 12 so minutes. So, basically, she shows back yeah. up and she's like, Mother, Dad, Gene asked me to marry him. Oh, isn't it wonderful? And the dad's just like, well, that young whippersnapper. <laughs> so, that's why he wanted to come to dinner. Yeah. She was like, all right, that's cool. By the way, her dad there with the pipe uh, looks like uh, J. Jonah Jameson. He does. And he's reading the Globe Times. It does say Russia demand. It just says Russia demand. I don't know what. Uh, but <laughs> so they start to, Gene uh, and Mona start going out, you know, yeah, more around sure. town. And right. people are like, still, oh, it's a miracle that Mona's got a guy. And Mona's like, oh, you hear the mean things they say. And Gene's mm. like, it doesn't matter. I only care about you, boo. Yeah. Boo. Uh, and so she goes to... Uh, she needs to go take his, baby. the pocketbook, his, her dad's pocketbook to work one day. He okay. left it at home. Okay. So his pocketbook. Yeah. Okay. I think it's, it's right. his pocketbook. Sure. I don't know. His wallet, something. Okay. So she shows up and she her decides. Her dad looks like an idiot. Number one, by the way. <laughs> well, I'm just saying in this top panel here where he's like lighting his pipe or whatever, yeah. he just looks like a moron. Well, so she decides she's going to like play a joke and kind of sneak up on Gene and her sure, dad. Sure. Yeah. There. Why wouldn't you? And she overhears. When to, or she goes, I thought I would surprise Dad and Jean, and softly I opened the door to the warehouse and tiptoed toward them. When to my horror, I heard what they were talking about. Mm. Me. Uh, I don't see. care what we agreed. I don't want you, or I want you to take me in as partner before I marry Mona, not after. How do I know you won't change your mind? 
You know I won't lie to you, Gene. I'm not that kind of man. I'm just the kind of man who will let you marry my daughter even though you don't like her just yeah. to get half of a candy company. That is rough. Uh, and then oh, it goes, I've poor seen, Mona. Gene goes, I've seen you do business before, and you're pretty shrewd. But I'll tell you this, if you don't take me in a, as full partner before the end of the week, I won't marry that fat daughter of yours. God almighty. So... Spoiler alert. There she is standing by the bags of confectionaries. Spoiler alert. Gene is just like all the other guys. Gene's a dick. He's an asshole. <laughs> so Mona gets home and she is obviously torn up about She's this. Distraught, yeah. She wants to run upstairs, but who's waiting there? Tony Cleaver, the oh. nice guy from the beginning who used mm-hmm. to be, or who's their neighbor. Yeah, Tony Cleaver. And he's like, Mona, guy. I mean it, Mona. I love you. I've always loved you. And she's like, whatever. You're just laughing at me like the others. Yeah. So she basically locks herself in a room, and she just cries all the time. She doesn't want to come out. She doesn't want to eat. She just wants to be left alone. We find out Mona's last name, too. Which is? Caccio. Yep. (laughs) I don't know why that's that's something I said to say, but That's fun. So she's basically stuck, locks herself in a room for two weeks until her dad breaks the lock to get Mm. in. Well, she hadn't eaten in more than a week, her mother says. Yeah, it's been two, but it's another week after that, so it's two weeks. She'd be dead. Two weeks of not eating, the doctor comes in and goes, she'll be all right. Your daughter's weak from malnutrition, but I think she'll be okay. (laughs) That is if she takes care of herself. She's had a severe shock. And Tony comes up. That's not a problem, doctor. Here's a full box of chocolate. Tony comes up and goes, I've tried to talk to you before, Mona, many times, but you won't listen. Now you've got to hear me out, basically, because you can't move because you're so malnourished. Yeah. And so he tells her that he loves her. And she goes, "Oh, Tony, I thought you were like the rest. That you were, uh, that you were just trying to be kind. Mm. Then you mean you will marry me, Mona? That you believe me? They're gonna get married. Oh, good, right? And here's the thing. Once again, I felt like living because at one point in time, she says she didn't mm-hmm. feel like living. Mm-hmm. More so when I got out of bed, for I discovered that my fat had rolled away and I was slim. It was the greatest of miracles. So if you lock yourself <laughs> in your room for two weeks, don't eat." And, and let your dad break down the door and and fall in love and the neighbor you'll be skinny and the neighbor falls in love with that's you. it yeah wow that is a good uh that's that's something nice they're also at kids. the bottom of the page is a good as a poem yeah it is a poem i was hoping i would get to read that. oh go ahead uh by miss may richstone that's the a real of name the, of the poem is goodbye to illusion and here to read it is mike thanks to you my fickle friend i'm through with love this is the end from now on, heartless is the way I am, and love is a word in a telegram. May Richstone. Jesus Christ, this is rough. <sighs> Too fat for love. All right. Enjoy, boys. We now have... And now Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> this one is from Romantic Secrets number 27. Ooh. Fawcett Comics, February 1952. Fawcett. I'm pretty sure it's Fawcett okay. down there, unless that's a name. Oh, good God. Uh, Romantic Secrets. Weep. Clown weep. And it is a picture of a clown who has taken his green bulbous nose off. He has taken his green bulbous nose off. To reveal a green human nose. nose. (laughs) I didn't notice that. Well, I guess it doesn't cover it all, so he painted around it probably. Also, I'd like for you to notice that elephants are just allowed to run around uh, loose in the the background. No, 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 no. That's a family member. He was going to see his 
family ah, perform. Gotcha. So he's okay. like, he's like, Understood. yeah, I'm here to see he you know, the family uh, ticket. I can't Dumbo. think of an elephant's name. Yeah. So our, our main character in this, this one is one of the longer ones. So yeah. I'm going to speed through this one quicker than the others because also it's very repetitive and the problem it has here, mm-hmm. which is Janie uh, goes to work at a circus. She takes a temp job for she this. She has a gun. Uh, n- not yet. Maybe eventually. But she takes a temp job at a circus to work for the head sure, of PR. Because that happens. That's right. Yeah. Temp so, jobs at circuses. Um, it's something like that. She takes yeah. a job that she gets from a temp okay. agent. I don't remember. Yeah. But she wants to work for, she wants to eventually be like the head of PR kind of thing. So she works for the woman whose name is Miss Hal. Miss Hal is the head of PR for the circus. Yeah. She wants to aspire to be Miss Hal. So this is a perfect job for sure, her. Sure, sure. Well, this guy named Ben swings by the tent while she's getting her introduction and he says, hey, I'll give you like the tour around the circus while you're here. Takes yeah. her basically to the mess tent where a, they feed all the circus a performers. A guy in a suit shows up a guy at in a the blue circus suit. where you've been sent by the employment agency to give you a tour. Yes. That's wonderful. And he okay. works. He tells her, sure. I'm a, you know, I'm a performer here at the circus. Yeah. Uh, he takes her to the mess hall and basically tells her that they prepare like 1,400 eggs just for breakfast alone for the crew Whoa. here. So this has to be, if that's two eggs a person, that's a 700-person crew for this circus. That is a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Yeah. So basically, Ben and Janie sit down. You think down. they include, like, the animals? No. Like, are they feeding camels eggs? The no. camels eat eggs? No. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that's a question for I the I just ages. say no. Do camels eat eggs? If you know if camels eat eggs, please email <laughs> us. Bros, foes. <laughs> And spelled out A and D, bros, foes, and heroes at gmail.com. There you go. Do camels eat eggs? Do camels eat eggs? That's a good T-shirt. Too. You don't even you don't even have to provide uh, research for it. Just no, answer. no. Just let us know. Yeah, hey, we're yeah. just gonna get a bunch of emails that say yes. I'm fine That's with it. that. That's yes. fine. And then I'll come back with my data next week, and I'm just gonna base it off the emails we get. R E do camels eat eggs? <laughs> <laughs> so Janie is. Gets lost in conversation what a with stupid Ben. Show this is. I know, but who cares? Right, We're having fun. Yeah, Hopefully, sure. people, if we make you laugh, it's fourteen hundred eggs, people. Fourteen hundred right. eggs. So basically, Janie falls in love with Ben. Yeah. Um, who wouldn't? Yeah. She she likes Ben here. He's a looker. Uh, she decides that she's got to take in the circus since she works here and wants to go see what's going on and basically see like, hey, well, let me figure out what Ben does. Mm-hmm. So she goes and she sees it and she's like, maybe he's a trapeze artist. Maybe he's a strong man. You know, she's trying to figure yeah, it out. Sure. And she's watching and she's like, man, this clown won't get out of my way. Like what? Well, that's because as she's going to leave, mm. you know, she's like, I couldn't see him at all. She goes to leave. The clown crawl calls out to her. She's leaving. And about that time, she's like, it's Ben. Ben's the clown. She hates that Ben's a clown. Oh, no. That's why it's called weep clown weep because poor Ben here. Like, basically, he's like, hey, just wait. Give me 30 minutes to change, and I'll take you home. So these communists are getting ladies, but not clowns. Not clowns. Okay. So um, <laughs> so he's, he's a like, classy clown, he, too. He like, like, I mean, he's got the whole suit. He's like, give the- me 30 minutes. And she's like, I don't even want to go back out with him. He looks ridiculous. No, he shows no. back up in that suit. She swept off her feet again. She's like, never mind. I love him again. Yeah. Every he time shows he kisses up, me, he yeah. honks. Like, he shows up to ask her a question one day in the office, and he's just dressed in his clown outfit, no makeup on. Yeah. And she's like, Ben, why do you come in here like that? You dumbass. Dude, she's just, <laughs> she hates him being in his clown garb the whole time, right? <laughs> so then. Okay, hang, hang on, hang on. 
I hope to God somebody like her dad was a clown or something, and that's what it's bringing back. Oh, damn. Okay. No. That would have been great. No, it would have been. But, like, he shows up to ask about their date that night, and she's like, I don't even know if I want to go anymore. Wait, okay, hang on. He he shows up to her work dressed as a clown. But well, without... no, okay, her work is the circus, Right, though. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, she's in a... She's in an effing tent, sitting in a folding chair, and she's embarrassed that this guy dressed almost like a clown came in to see her. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So she's like, oh, Miss Howell think it's embarrassing to see that I'm dating a clown. He looks so perfectly idiotic in that get up. But then she gets ready to leave, and he's waiting with roses to, like, make it up to her because he thinks he's upset sure. her. And she's like, oh, you're such a big, wonderful fool. And he's like, oh, so you will go on this date with me? What if the she, date that she canceled because he was dressed like a clown earlier? And she says yes. What if she took the roses and, and then just they just squirt water in her face? <laughs> so the date that they go on is to like this big like circus dinner. The occasion was the circus anniversary party because I'm sure they have those a lot. Circus anniversary party, sure. So while they're there... Uh, one of the guys is like, Ben, pull out your routine for us. Pull out your clown stuff. So he leaves, and Janie's like, please don't leave me. And he's like, no, I got to. The guys love it. And he comes back dressed as a clown, and he does his <laughs> bit. And she goes, how they all laugh at him. He's just playing the fool, the jester. He's a damn clown, lady. <laughs> how they leave in somersault. It's his job. I, I can't bear this humiliation, and I won't. And so she storms out, right? Yeah. And he comes out, and he's like, Janie, where are you running? Why? Tonight, especially tonight. It's super important. She goes, why? He goes, I was going to propose to you. And she goes, how could you? How could I marry a clown? She goes, that would make me the wife of a clown. So she's all against it. And she's like, no, I won't do it. So then, basically, he shows up a couple days later, one afternoon, and he goes, Janie, I took a job in the commissary. Mm. I've dropped the clown in. Sure. And she goes, oh, Ben, I'm glad. I was worried. You know, now everything will be fine. Well, then weeks went by, and then all of a sudden she goes, well, look, either that clown is a perfect double or else it's Ben. And she sees that he's lying. He's still been clowning. Oh, no. So she goes, I can never marry you. Here's your ring. And she throws the ring at him. And then she leaves. And she's gone, and she's taken another job. It seems like as a newspaper at a newspaper because <laughs> as a newspaper as a newspaper <laughs> i am a newspaper at a newspaper because uh it's her birthday now and her boss at this newspaper goes today makes 6 months that you've been with us mm. you may celebrate it you may you celebrate, may celebrate it, it by covering the entertainers awards dinner on channel w i'm sorry wpmt thank you it's hard to read these sometimes for me and that's why i do on the channel boom, boom, award dinner like i hold yeah, it out sure. cuz i'm trying to read ahead um, and she thanks him. She's fine for it. Well, she goes to the award ceremony, and while she's there, I guess who wins the next award goes to Ben Marsh for Sensational Clown. Of the, he wins the Sensational Clown Award. That he is also wonderful. gets the Humanitarian Award. What a prestigious which award. Which goes to a gifted, sensitive entertainer. Sensitive. Who it, who it benefits of all kinds has brought laughter to children and adults and the tradition of great performers. Sure. He touches the human heart, his intelligence and the children and talent. Da, 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 da. It leads off and seeing him there. Janie's like, Oh man, I effed up. And she's crying. <laughs> she's like, I must go to him. I must I apologize and tell him how wrong I was yeah, sure. and how I'm unworthy of him. I've got to go to this clown. Well, who does she bump into? Miss Howe. She goes, Miss Hal, I've been trying to see him. 
And now Miss Hal's crying. So you've come back. I hope you wouldn't. You see, I'm in love with Ben too. Oh no. I've been for a long time, but he's never saw it that way. She goes, you're in love with Ben? And then Janie goes, and I thought myself too good for a clown. Now I'm ashamed to even face him at all. Sob. I just wanted <laughs> to apologize, but my apology would have meant nothing to him anyhow. Anyhow. Miss Hal. Wait, Janie, it will mean a lot. You see, it hurts me to say it, but he still loves you. He's never forgotten. In the six months. He's the never six forgotten. six months. And then the next panel, then out of nowhere, wonderful, blessed nowhere stepped Ben. He looked at me for a fleeting instant, and for once, there wasn't a trace of sadness in his eyes. Because he had rubbed it off. I, I whipped my heart out in his arms, and his lips brushed my tears away with his kisses. Mm. And that's just how the story ends. How nice. But here again, he's not dressed as the clown at he's the not. end of this. So I'm thinking she's going to be pissed again when she sees that red nose. Maybe. Green nose. Green whatever. nose, yeah. maybe, but that's just where we are. Wow. What All a right. fickle individual. I'll leave you down the home stretch with these are shorter, but I feel like I've saved the best for last. Yeah. This one from First Love, issue number 13, printed by Harvey Comics, which we've Harvey. talked about Harvey before. Yeah. Harvey. Mike. Harvey is uh, the, the people who put out Richie Rich and yep. um, uh, Casper. Yep. Yeah. Also, I remember Baby Huey and oh, yeah. little, yeah. what's the, they had a little girl redhead. The, there was also the little devil yep. kid, whatever that was. Satan's child or whatever. Oh, neat. Uh, this one says, how many faces passing you in the street are hungry with loneliness? How many poor human creatures like you and me are trapped into desperate measures to escape the pain of being always alone? Perhaps you'll understand better when you know my life story and why... I joined a teenage sex cult. Club. Club. <laughs> no, no, not a sex cult club, just a cult. sex club. <laughs> cult would have been so much better. I'm sorry. I don't know. I really thought I nailed that. Yeah, and you, it was, you like, was so good. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's fine. That sorry. fits us. It's perfect. Sex so, cult. Sex club. <laughs> Here's basically what happens. Uh, the girl in this story. This says it's true. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I, it could be. It's okay. so flimsy of a story that sure. it could be. Yeah. Uh, what is our girl's name? Jerry. Mm. So Jerry Knight is G-E-R-I. in town. Yep, she has mm. moved to town uh, with her parents uh, from a different town. She doesn't know anybody there, and she can't right. really fit in with anybody. One of my favorite panels from this one was the first one. She's a bit of a sad sack. Where it says, oh, I couldn't tell them what it was like at school. Talking about mm. Jerry, talking about her parents. Yeah. And one kid says, you say you've never written poetry, Jerry? Impossible. Impossibly. And he, she goes, I like to read it. But then another girl goes, I'm afraid you'll feel very uncomfortable among the school's intellectuals like us. Like us. Just because you don't write poetry. Bitch, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so she can't find anybody to fit in with at school. Like yeah. all the groups she doesn't fit sure, in with. Sure, sure. And then. Uh, like the poetry kids. Yeah, the poetry kids. You know how. Well, no, it's just smart kids do poetry. You know how exclusive the poetry kids are. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't want to sound, and I'm not knocking people who write poetry. Because there is people. there are people who write poetry and it's fantastic. Sure. Uh, but Wink. I don't just think <laughs> I don't need people who write poetry to hate me, sure. but, uh, I just don't think that I base that on like, well, is he smart? He writes poetry. Yeah. No, Oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no. I no. mean, there's a lot of things like, is he smart? Those he reads real. books. Oh, yeah. like, no. Yeah. Like, you know, well, he has glasses. Oh, 
<laughs> By that, Mike, do you write poetry? I write poetry. I am smart, and I have glasses. And, and you can't books. be part of my club. Well, our cult. Our cult. <laughs> So, Jerry is just hanging out by uh, a soda fountain with sure. a guy by the name of Van Merrill. Van Merrill. Uh, who basically works for the Flindell Gazette, which is the town they live in. <laughs> and it's his job. He likes to interview every new person who moves to town. I yeah. guess he just does like a, pers- a profile on him and puts it in the paper. That's wonderful. Well, he kind of likes her. Uh, I mean, I'm, she kind of likes him. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, He's got the bow tie. And she goes, oh, yeah. She goes, that's not. So she goes, I don't get along with anybody. And he goes, that's not so hard to understand, Jerry. You're too pretty for the girls to accept you. And the boys don't know what to make of you yet. Mm. She goes, including you. And he goes, I don't count. I'm just a hardworking reporter with no time for romance. Thanks for the interview. (laughs) Bye. No time for romance, Jerry. Sure. So while this is happening, a woman named, I'm pretty sure, Laura, Laura Treat, Pulls up in a car beside outside and basically is like, hey, you know me from school? We're having a party. Why don't you come? Wear something slinky. She's like, oh, okay, that's fine. I've been invited to a party. So hang on, hang on. The the chick, uh, this uh, this Laura Treat, she mm-hmm. she pulls up in a big black car. Yep, a Corel kind of car. Yeah. And it says, you know me, Jerry, Laura Treat. The goons call me and my friends the fast set. But we're really the smart set. I just noticed you and Van, and then da da da. Yeah. So she invites her to this club, her or uh, for oh, a party. She's she says here that that Laura Treat is one of the school's sophisticates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a sophisticate. Mm-hmm. Um, her parents are excited that she's been invited to a party because you know, hey, she'll go out. Mm-hmm. So she shows up and she uh, she's wearing an owl on her head. What? It looks like an owl. Oh, you're talking about Laura and the other. Yeah, I don't get yeah. that. Uh, but basically, um, so yeah, Jerry shows up, Laura greets her and kind of introduces her to a guy named Marvin. Marvin is one of our main, is our, uh, main, uh, a-hole in this story. Cause Marvin basically like, Hey, here, chick, here's my brand. Try my cigarette. She's never tried a cigarette before. Doesn't want to, you know, seem kind of prudish. So she takes it and she's like, oh, I'm afraid this brand is awfully strong for me. She's coughing. And mm-hmm. Marvin goes, isn't his name Marvin? Yeah. Marvin is a Marvin ball. goes, oh, you'll get used to them, Mouse. He's already Mouse. nicknamed her. Yeah. Mouse. It's all I supply, my babes. Babes. Let's track up. What is, oh, let's, let's track up the shellac. Track Don't know up what that the means. shellac. I'm assuming that's dancing, right? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So then he's like pulling her close, like trying to dance. And he's like, come on, <laughs> loosen up and wiggle, Jerry. Loosen up and wiggle. Loosen up and wiggle, Jerry. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's funny to me if he's yelling. It's funny to me if he's yelling at this one. Uh, But she's like, "This guy is an ass." (laughs) Yeah, she's just not into it. Then he's like, "What you need is a drink, sweetheart. It'll make you feel you've known me all your life." He is forcing a drink, a drink down her throat, and then she goes, "As soon as I choke that drink down, the most peculiar dizzy sensation came over me." Yeah, you're drunk. It was like finding my feelings suddenly. Unchained my inhib- uh, uh, unchained my inhibitions gone, and she starts making out with Marvin hardcore. Right? This should just be called says, Marvin made me a teenage alcoholic. Is what this should be called. Dude, here's what's so creepy, and I don't. Yeah. I wanted to be kissed, and Marvin no longer repelled me. <laughs> this whole like all these stories yeah. to me are just so gross. The yeah. way they, you know, oh, they're super gross. Uh, it's yeah. about to get worse than this one. So she's kissing Marvin and Van shows up, right? Whole Van. And she's like, oh no, I didn't want Van to see me like that. 
Like that upsets her because well, she likes Van. Well, wait, just one second. Uh, Go ahead. There is an underlying theme here or a, a, a weird thread going on okay, here. Okay, go ahead. Where Van says, don't hog her, Marvin. There are other boys in the club, remember? So, number one, they're talking about sharing this this girl. Jerry. Yeah, and then later, uh, when Van does, he shows up, I guess, again. Uh, he says, don't let me interrupt, Miss Knight. You seem to be doing beautifully for a lonesome girl. And then old jackass says, uh, you'll have to wait your turn, Van. I've got Jerry right now. Right now. It's very that gross. That is creepy. It's very Wow. Gross. This is a sex cult. And uh, let's not forget, this was marketed to children. Sure. Hey, kids. Ah, uh, 50s. So, uh, basically, she fights Marvin off and leaves, and Laura apologizes. She's like, hey, you know, we it, it won't happen again. Van's upset. He goes to his dad, who runs... The reason Van has a job at the paper, because his dad runs the paper. And a chocolate factory. I uh, know that was Mona's dad. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, and Van's just like, I didn't, you know... Because he talked about her being, she talked about being lonely because she couldn't fit in with anybody. That's what the lonesome reference. Yeah. But he's like, I didn't realize she was a part of it. I liked her. I didn't think she'd be a part of this crazed teenage sex club. And he's like, well, if you don't believe it, you need to be a you know good investigator. Get to the bottom of it. See if she might really love this Marvin guy. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to the club. Van does. And um, Jerry goes back hoping to see Van again. Well, they find each other and they get there and. He's like, you're so, you are, you're so kiss, kiss. You're so kissable, Jerry Dearest. I just wigged out there for a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah you're, you're so kissable, Jerry Dearest. Oh, Van Darling, you know, she loves it. But Van's like, I feel like a heel. But she proved that she's a tramp. tramp. She's got to be exposed in the story I write. So he's writing a story about this sex club. Wow. Here is the worst part of the story coming up. Wait, Newspaper. There's another newspaper down it is, here, at the but bottom. I can't see what it says. This is the newspaper that I guess oh. Van writes for the the Flindel Gazette. Forget about it, Times or whatever. It just says it says Korea bah, and that's yep. what it says on the top. So, and then it says new sex club, teenage sex club exposed. Oh, it does. Yeah, that was his story. He exposed. He the exposed sex club. the sex club. Now, basically, they he walks her home and she goes to kiss him. Yeah, and Jerry goes, "Oh, my darling, kiss me. Don't ever stop kissing me because she really loves Van." And Van goes, kiss you? I'll let the other guys maul you all they want. Me? I'm going home to disinfect my mouth. Disinfect And then I'm writing a story that'll expose you teenage delinquents. And then what does he do, Mike? I think he slaps her. He slaps her. Yeah. So, physical abuse as well. That's always fun. Hey, Bob Powell. Did a great job here. And she just goes, oh. Oh. And he goes back. Second time I've been hit today. Basically, he goes back to the club later to still keep writing stories. And he Jeez, realizes that Jerry hasn't gone back since she got slapped. Yeah. And, he, and then he does expose the story, but mm-hmm. she's not in it. She goes, I read the headline with pure fright. My name would sure be along or among the rest. Should I run away from home? But the doorbell rang. Van, I, I thought. And Van goes, it was my Van father, goes. darling. Van, yeah. Van, he goes, uh, it was my father, darling, a great newspaper man. He said, get all the facts. And I found out that you hadn't been to the club since I slapped you. 
<laughs> so I love you. And he goes, darling, can you forgive me for not understanding the lonely that loneliness drove you to join the club? Not can you forgive me for being an asshole and slapping mm, no, you? No. And she goes, I was a fool ever to have joined it, thinking it was important to be popular when all the time, what I, I it, when all the time it was you I wanted. The mm. end. So he never apologizes for that. Wow. I joined a teenage sex cult this club. One, this one doesn't have necessarily as uh, cool a name, but it's from Romantic Stories number 26 from September of 1954. <laughs> Another Charlton comic called Second Fiddle. Second Fiddle. This wow. One, this one is super quick, Mike. Wait, hang on. Well, <laughs> it's, my, it's my middle name. Um, so in the, in the big panel, you've got uh, what looks like... Uh, Fatoma or Fatima or whatever. Fantoma? Fantoma laying on the ground. She's like a jungle lady. Uh, there is a, a tiger uh, poised to attack her. And it says, as all tigers do, growl. Growl. That's right. And then a lady in a pith helmet just watching. So this is about two sisters, uh, Janet and Joyce. That's not a lion. It says up at the top, I don't mind playing second fiddle to my sister Joyce in a lion taming act. It's a tiger. Of course, everybody does. <laughs> uh, but when she finally tamed the man I secretly loved, I made a desperate decision to end it once and for all. So That makes it sound like she, she sicked the tiger on her. Okay. So right. I think I just buried the lead there or exposed the so lead. So basically, uh, they're both, I almost said something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I got it. Uh, they're both in love with uh, the same man. Mm-hmm. The man's name in this story is Dick. Mm-hmm. There we go. They're both in love with Dick. God damn it, it still happened. So he's he's so big too. Uh, and a ginger. So mm. basically, yeah, both sisters. He's got a pith helmet on the whole time. He does, but kind of looks well. Anyway. But Joyce and Dick are in a relationship together. And Janet really wants Dick. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is going to be a thing. I'm going to have yeah. to find a way to. <sighs> All right. So. Um, and that, uh, by the way, we find out that the tiger's name is Raja. Is Raja. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, though, Raja's acting up a little bit too much. So mm-hmm. Joyce wants to use a different tiger instead or a different lion, I guess, instead named King. Liger. Liger, whatever it sure. is. It looks more like a lion. Plus, it's the male. Well, that one, the original one is a tiger. I mean, there's just no doubt about the fact that on the first panel, that's a tiger. It is. Yeah. But Joyce tells her sister, oh, Joyce is smoking. I never caught that. Oh, there you go. She well, goes, so is Dick. That's true. That, so That dick is smoking. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I would call him something, but he's only referred to as Dick throughout this. Yeah. So I have nothing else to refer to him as. Uh, it's father uh, But Richard. so... She wants to use King, who's a male line, because as she tells her sister, basically, uh, I know how to handle the male animal, right? <laughs> that's what that's a. She goes, he may be just as fierce, but King is a male, sure. and I know how to handle the male sure, animal. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, she basically tells Joyce tells Janet to go ahead and feed them so that they're not hungry, and that way, a little bit more ferocious for their line act. So, did the word "dick" not always mean that? Like it, <laughs> that's what I've always wondered. That's I mean, what obviously I'm it's a name. At one point, it's not a name though. Well, I mean, I mean it's the a guy's nickname. name is Richard, right? Yes, but they don't refer to him as Richard at all in this. Right. They call him Dick throughout. Wow. I guess it'd be the same. Okay. Well, let me ask this: Like, is yeah. your full name Michael? It is. Yeah. 
So I call you Mike the whole time. Yeah, but that's not Mike is not another word for somebody's ass or something though. You know, I mean, I mean, maybe from this point forward, I maybe. start referring to my anatomy as my Mike. My Mike, yeah. Well, no, that's actually you're already used for microphone. You're already short for that. My so mic is very itchy. Yeah, maybe you should switch out the windscreen. So take a, take a small blue pill for my mic. Um, but she tells her to feed the lines so they're not as fierce. And oh, Janet, that's the secret. Janet basically is like, eh, F it. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I ain't got no meat. And during it, uh, Joyce is attacked very severely by one of the lines. And Jan- oh, by the way, Mike, I don't know if you've got to it yet because you brought the fact it was a uh, line act that yeah. they brought up. Yeah. That looks like a panther, does it not? It does. Look, that is a panther. So yeah. um, just big cats. So basically, though, the line starts attacking Joyce. And Janet has to shoot and kill the tiger. Oh, no. And they have to rush her off to safety. And, like, she... uh, You want a good shirt? You want a good T-shirt? Yeah. So long for now, kiddo. I have a luncheon date with Dick. (laughs) There's your T-shirt. That's a T-shirt. So, basically, they rush her off to the hospital. (laughs) And they don't know, like, what caused it. But, man, Dick and Joyce are both so thankful that Janet was there to shoot the tiger and save mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm. But it says... But it, 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 from what I'm gleaning here, um, is it... Uh, which one's the brunette? Uh, Janet. Janet uh, did not give the full portion to the cats. Yes. And so she's, she's like, trying to kill her It, do, it doesn't yeah. say till right at the end. It goes, when yeah. we got Joyce to the hospital in time to save her life, Dick thought I was just the greatest kid sister alive. I had saved my sister's life. His fiance to be. What if he knew, or what if he were to know the real bloody truth that I was really the beast? Oh, man. Well, basically, while they're there, uh, the following day, Dick and I have visited Joyce in the hospital. You just can't say it, can you? I mean, without thinking, yeah. I can't because I'm such a juvenile. So. All righty, folks. Hurry, hurry, hurry. You yeah. can't afford to miss the greatest show on earth. See the funny clowns. See the daredevil sisters, Joyce and Janet, tame the savage beast. That was their, but so they go visit her in the hospital. Yeah. And uh, Dick goes, oh, wow, I'm way behind. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm well, sorry. what do you think of the kid sister of yours, Joyce? Isn't she the greatest? And Joyce says, thanks, Janet, for saving my life. And this to me, I don't know why, is the funniest, <laughs> is the funniest panel of the whole comic. And he goes, darling, look. And he's holding an engagement ring up uh-huh. to her. But her bandages, she has an eye patch on and claw marks underneath her one eye and like a bandage on her head. And she goes, what is it, Dick? I can't see too well <laughs> And I don't know why it's funny, but basically he goes, you're, you're going to quit your animal act and marry me, sweetheart. And she goes, darling. And they darling. kiss. And it ends with Janet going, second fiddle. That's what I'll be for the rest of my life. But I deserve it. Yeah, she's going to try to kill her sister again. No, because they're getting out of the animal act. No, I'm just saying that, that she ain't giving up. All right, Mike. I wow, bring us, this one. I, I, that is a good panel, though. I, I, that's a hilarious panel. Yeah, man. with the eye patch and the giant bandage. That's kind of a t-shirt there itself, too. Yeah, just that. What is it, Dick? I can't see too well yet. <laughs> that's it. Cut Dick out uh, of it. Cut Dick out of just that speech. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. This all brings right. us to our last it's one the last that we're one. wrapping up. We are. Wow. This has been a this has been fun. This is from Ace Magazine's Oh yeah. Real Love number sixty one from mm-hmm. May of nineteen fifty four. 
He called me jailbait. Woof. Um, so that is... Jill was impatient for life and love, but she found there are things that can't be rushed. He yeah. called me jailbait. So basically, this story in a nutshell is very weird. Nah. Um, there's a girl, Jill, who is our main character, who nobody wants to hang out with because they she say... Stinks. She says that because I'm younger than the other girls. That's uh, how they say it in the story. And I thought it was going to say, if anything, because, like, maybe I had a summer birthday or something. Like, mm -hmm. some kind of weird. Mm -hmm. But no. Basically, she just appears younger. Okay. Because her mom makes her clothes. She doesn't wear makeup. She can't wear earrings. She has Carrie. very strict parents. Yeah. Her parents work night shifts. Both work night shifts at, like, the car factory in town. Well, it, it, it explains it all in one little box here. It says, in spite of the fact that my mother and father both worked on night shifts at the Albright Automotive Factory, which was the big industry of our town, like they had to tell me that. <laughs> they were very strict with me. So, in spite of the fact yeah. that they both worked at the auto thing, they were very strict with me. Here's How the, is that in spite of... She doesn't go out. Like, okay. even though they're not home, uh, I gotcha. she does her studies because they want yeah. her to go to college. She can't listen to the radio until she's finished all her homework, stuff like that. They like, always made me study hard, and I was younger than the others in my class. So she doesn't just appear. She is younger. She says that, though. Because I wasn't permitted to smoke, use makeup, <laughs> and didn't even wear the kind of clothes the other girls no, wore. No, that's why she's younger, Mike. Because she couldn't smoke, wear makeup, or wear clothes. Sure, yeah. Everybody else has wrinkles. Because she's 16. She's in clothes. high school with everybody else. We know she's 16. I was always left out of things, and I had reached the point of rebellion. So, Wolf. basically, her friend is uh, Bessie. Bessie lets her borrow a dress and some makeup and stuff because there's a big stud in school. Yeah, his name is Art, right? His this name is, is Art. This is the guy named Art. And, and here is Art's pickup line. How about going places and doing things tonight, Bessie? <laughs> going places and doing things. Oh, man. Boy, that sounds wonderful, Art. Thank you so much. To all of our single listeners out there, the next yeah. time you're at a bar and you think, man, <laughs> what line can I use to yeah. go uh, get that girl to talk to me? Yep. Try that one. How about going out and doing things, Missy? Yeah. Yep, that'll do it. Guarantee you will not get a uh, second date in that one. Nope. So... You won't get a first um, one. That's probably two. So basically, Art's like, hey, my friend needs a date too, so bring a friend along. So Bessie's like, hey, I bet you if you, I'll let you borrow Bessie. my clothes. That's her friend's name, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'll let you borrow my clothes, wear some makeup and stuff. Like, wait till your parents are leave, change, and then sneak out with me. And you'll knock their socks off. Because, mm. you know, they'll mm -hmm. see you that way. Mm -hmm. Well, Bessie calls Jill and's like, hey, so Art called to see who I had lined up. And, well, I'll give it to you straight. He said he wasn't interested in playing kindergarten games with a kid nobody else would date. Yikes. And she just goes, oh. So then she does what any, you know, 16-year-old would do. Yeah. I couldn't study that night or listen to the radio. I could only cry with all the heartbreak of 16. I thought of other young people out having fun with our and of me sitting here. I wanted to show all of them what a mistake they had made in overlooking me. I wanted to punish Art for sending my dreams crashing around me. So how does she do that? She takes a job as a hat check girl. Well, it seems natural. Um, you know, at the time, that's where your more uh, worldly women worked. Yes. They worked in the hat check closet. Yep. So she goes to work there, and the guy who hires her even says, 
uh, I advertise for young and pretty girl. You're pretty all right, but maybe you're a little too young for night work. And she goes, I may look young, but I'm 18. So she's mm. already lied about her age. Okay. Right? Yeah. She meets She's this, 16? She's 16. Okay. She has met this. She eventually meets this man, uh, Craig Albright. And Craig says. Uh, Craig's a looker, too. Craig he lo- is. He looks like Archer. Craig does a look a lot like Archer. And he's wearing a white tuxedo. So like a classy Archer. Yeah. He goes, I hope you're going to be around for a long time because I you know, want to get to know you. Mm-hmm. And you know, what's your name? And she goes, Jill Reynolds. Because when I meet somebody, first of all, usually as a stranger, mm-hmm. I usually Full go. Full name. Yeah. 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 Jill Reynolds. And here Especially is, when they don't give me their name, too. Yeah. Jill Reynolds. And, and here is a copy of my paycheck. Yeah. Um, my social security number is. You got a pen? Here did I they, have one. Did they have social security cards at this time? I don't know. 50, Those 50s, me. I guess so, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Oh, no, no. Social Security, I thought, wasn't that FDR? Was yeah, it was probably 40s. Yeah. yeah okay. It was before that. All right. Um, but Sorry, I don't know why I was concerned with that. No, but, that's fine. Yeah, sure. So basically, she keeps working at this uh, club, and she starts going on, uh, I guess, these dates with Craig yeah. at night while they're there just hanging out together. It was a daring adventure, and I was a little terrified when I stopped to think what I was doing. I had to rush through the dishes after my parents left for work, <laughs> then put on my makeup, fix my hair differently, and rush to the club. When I was through, I had to do as much studying as I could when I reached home around 1 in the morning, but I was too excited excited to absorb much Latin or geometry. This keeps happening, right? So mm-hmm. she keeps going out, mm-hmm. and she loves you know me, Jill Reynolds with Craig Albright, while mm-hmm. his family practically owns the town. So he's like this big leg yeah. in town, right? And she's loving this, right? Probably owns the auto factory. Yeah, probably that they work at. So she is loving this relationship. And then randomly in the middle of a panel, it says, uh, because it shows that she's like starting to slack off at school because Mm -hmm. of her nightlife. Yeah, sure. Goes, I knew what was bothering me. My impossible love for Craig and my overwhelming guilt at deceiving my parents while they worked on the night shift at the Albright factory. You got to get that full name in there. Our biggest industry in town. (laughs) Hoping to make their dreams for me come true. Mm -hmm. Sorry. So they could work. I I was being driven home in the early hours by Craig Albright and accepting from him kisses that I knew to be cheap and degrading. Why? What? She loves it. Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, I know. I see that. But why are the kisses cheap and degrading? I don't know. But all Hmm. of a sudden, so they're making out. Where is he kissing you? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. So they've made, like, it shows them kissing, having a good time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now coming around, she says, Craig, let me go. I don't want you to kiss me like this, which obviously Craig should let her go. She oh, said that. Oh, no, yeah. Craig doesn't. That's, you know. Craig's a lot. I'm crazy about you, little devil, and you know it. Little you've, devil. You've held me off long enough. And then he's like, what's the idea of pretending to be so naive, baby? You've been around. Like, he's like. You've done this before. Well, and she also says, when I finally managed to struggle away from him, I burst into childish, terrified tears. Like, what the? F- yeah, it just, Frick, it, Craig? it became like assault all when of a sudden. When she first says, Craig, let go of me, you should let go of her before she finishes. I don't want you to kiss me like this or be like, oh, sorry, my bad. Craig doesn't. Oh, no. But then she basically just tells him the whole story. Yeah. Really, I'm just 16. I've been fixing myself up to look older and more sophisticated. And Craig's response. Here it is. I've been trying to make time with a 16-year-old kid. Jailbait. Jailbait. Well, then what happens is her friends, oh, uh, Bessie and Art, 
they see her, my pages fall off. So you get to follow along while I just recall. Uh, See her and basically tell her like, hey, we told your mom what we we saw you out with Craig Albright. And you're going to get in trouble for it now. Mm. Basically kind of thing. She does get in trouble. But here's what happens is Craig shows up to the house. And just explains to her parents, hey, there's only a four-year age gap between us. Mm. I love your daughter, but I'm not going to do anything weird, like, you know. And then, like, <laughs> she goes off to college. I, I mean, I don't know what he says, but yeah. I'm just trying to best remember. Uh, and she goes off to college, and her graduation present was an engagement ring. Proving that, read that last panel, because it's just so crazy. So, I'm, I'm going to go to the... Or the, you can go even before. Yeah, I'm going to go to the final two panels. Uh, nothing really seemed to matter when I... This is her speaking, I think, in her head. Nothing really seemed to matter when I thought of how I'd met and lost the only man I could love. But one day, to my surprise... Now, this is... What, Craig? Craig. Craig speaking to Jill, whose head he's holding, uh, while her parents look on in the background. By the way, her mother looks very old. Uh, it says, I haven't been able to get over you, Jill. I wanted to talk things over with your mother and father. I'm only five years older oh, than you. Oh, I'm sorry, you. it wasn't even four. It was five. So he's 21. Yeah. She's 16. Yep. And her dad in the background, as any good dad would say, Jill's ma and I realized we might have been too strict with Jill. Our 16-year-old daughter. For not letting her date a 21-year-old. Yeah. So they've just been like, you know what? We've been strict. Do whatever you want to Yeah, what the hell? Uh, And then the next panel and final panel, it says, uh, this is her again thinking, four years later, I graduated from college. Craig was there. And his graduation present present (laughs) was an engagement ring. And this is Craig speaking to Jill, who is getting the engagement ring on her finger. I've waited a long time, Jill, but it's been worth it. My girl has grown old enough to be a married woman. Isn't that the creepiest That is gross. Yes. So there you go. Because, you know, people would make fun of it if it was like a farm town or whatever. Yeah. And, the, and the girl was, was only 16. Yeah. I mean, gee whiz. So yeah. there you go. Hopefully you're ready to go take a shower now after all that uh, yeah. weird, gross men acting like that. And wow. But there you go. Let's, I just uh, found them too ridiculous. Quick, quick recap. Quick recap. Okay. Uh, I fell for a commie. Yes. Uh, in this one, a girl falls for a guy who is a communist uh, and tries to wait it out until he's not a communist anymore. Yep. And he ends up being a cop. Yep. Uh, then there's you also snore, darling, which is a couple uh, in Hawaii. Uh, he snores, falls asleep, and leers at other women, but she thinks that's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, then there was, uh, yes, I was an escort girl in which, uh, the girl could not find a job. So she took a job as an escort, which does not mean sex in, <laughs> uh, in the fifties, uh, and ends up, um, That's being in the room as someone is murdered, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then finds out the guy she's dating is a cop. <laughs> that was a theme for two yeah. stories. Yeah. Then, uh, there's too fat for love. Where uh, Mona, uh, the girl that looks like a tub of butter, uh, as the kids called her, uh, she is fat and finds out that the guy that wants to marry her is really in it for the chocolate factory that her dad owns. Uh, So she locks herself in a room for two weeks, becomes skinny, and gets married. Yep. Um, Then there is Weep Clown Weep, in which uh, every time this guy is dressed (laughs) like a clown, the woman hates him. When he puts on a suit, she loves him. 
that's pretty much the whole story. Uh, then there's I joined a teenage sex club, not cult, uh, in which the uh, the newest girl in town is uh, outed by the sophisticates and forced to join a sex club and finds out that uh, her reporter boyfriend who smacks her around is really the catch of a lifetime. Uh, These have all been solid so far, yeah. Yeah, second fiddle, which uh, two ladies uh, who are uh, sisters who tame tigers for some reason. Yeah, but call them lions. Yeah, uh, they are fighting over this one uh, guy in a pith helmet. Uh, and, uh, the one tries to kill the other one by not feeding the, the lion. Uh, and then she gets her eye knocked out and decides she's in love with the guy because he gives her an engagement ring and the other lady just sobs in the corner. And then the last one, he called me jailbait in which a 16 year old, uh, makes out with a 21 year old, uh, who eventually tells her parents it's fine and then marries her. Yep. So there you go. Uh, after That's she wonderful. graduates college. After she graduates college, of course. you got to have some standards. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, these are, i got to tell you, uh, Zach, these are uh, these are fantastic. Uh, so. Real love. Yeah. Romantic story. Uh, first love. These are all the name of the comics. Uh, romantic secrets, which is a creepy name. <laughs> uh, darling love. That's kind of creepy, too. That is kind of creepy. Uh, true life secrets. Yep. That one's creepy. Uh, just married. Um, and then love secrets. A lot of secrets. A lot of secrets. A lot of secrets. So there you go. I was a clown. I'll uh, probably do another one of these here in the future. Because these are great. They're just hilarious to me I, and so bad. I almost feel like we've been through an anthology here, right? I know. Like, yeah, like I, we that's have what an I did is comic. I put yeah. together our own yeah. little anthology. And it's that's really what these, these episodes will do. So we'll break them out maybe every couple of months just to mm-hmm. kind of have fun with them because mm-hmm. they're ridiculous. And it just goes to show you how poorly things have aged from the 50s so bad. Well, I tell you, you know, if uh, if you get married in Hawaii or you go to Hawaii after being married and you fall asleep on a couch, watch out. Do not snore. No, don't snore. And then you lie to your, your newlywed wife and say, tell oh, yeah, you, you do snore too. too, bitch. And then <laughs> she's just and like, then she goes, well, I never. I and, and then, then she's like, I don't know. Maybe he's right. Okay. Yep, you just straight up gaslight your new wife. Never mind. Everything's oh, great. Man. I love you. That's great. All right. Well, so, that's wonderful. So that is our love uh, stories. Yeah. Our collection of love stories, volume one, here on Bros, Foes, and Heroes. We got some other ridiculous stuff coming up in the future. I know I teased it with Mike before, but... Uh, I don't even know what I'm going to call this one. I don't know either. That's why I just call like love stories, volume yeah, one. I guess, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. The beauty of it is I, uh, you know, sent Rusty these. To mm-hmm. help out with uh, mm-hmm. social media, yeah, and I go. Hopefully, this link works because just to help him out, because I knew it'd be tough. I just gave him the story names, and I'd be like, right. "Oh, that'd be tough to kind of sure, find sure. it all." So I knew I had it, so I made it all to send to him. And I go, "Hopefully, that works." And he goes back, and he was like, "Yeah, unfortunately, it did." These are some weird comics, <laughs> like in a weird way. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. So uh, just a very fun read through there. Uh, speaking of Rusty, go ahead, follow us, bro, foes, yeah. heroes. Yeah, please do on, on Instagram. Um, Instagram. Also, mm-hmm. feel free to email us 
bros, foes, and heroes all spelled out. B R. I'm not even gonna do that. Just bros, foes, and heroes. Yeah, a and B is the hundred percent. At gmail.com. Let us know if camels eat eggs. That's, that's the, right. That's right. It's the only thing. Or also, if you know of other animals that eat eggs, let us know that too. Yeah. Except dogs. I know that dogs, dogs eat eggs. Dogs do eat eggs. Dogs do. love eggs. They do. They'll eat the shell and everything. Yeah. I don't know. Well, have you seen it where like you give a dog like a whole egg? I love that Dr. Seuss book. You give a dog an egg? Give a dog an egg? Stuff, yeah. No, I thought you give a mouse a cookie. That's not Dr. Seuss. That's not Dr. Seuss, yeah. but I don't know. Well, either way. <laughs> All right. So that was been, this has been a little bit of a longer episode. I had that I've in the chamber. Kept, like, that's like, fine. You it's know. solid. <laughs> yeah. I've kept Mike way too long because no, of how good. much we did yeah. here. So a longer episode than usual. Hopefully you all enjoy it. My wife's at a board meeting, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. B-O-R-E-D. Both. Ayo. Bingo. Uh, so that was a terrible joke too, but that's the perfect way to close out this episode. So as always, appreciate you guys listening. Oh, also check out uh, Rogue Media Network. Yeah, roguemedianetwork.com. Well. Uh, lots, of, lots of shows, lots of... Uh, very few love stories. No, um, but that's why you have them here. But tons of great content yeah, to check out there, of, too, as well. A lot of good stuff, sure. Uh, we share a network with a lot of great content, so make sure to go ahead and check it out as well. Uh, as always, though, thanks for taking the time out to listen to us. We appreciate it, as always. And until next time, everybody, stay safe. Comic-Con! Frozen! Frozen! Heroes! Gonna tell you about Frozen! Frozen! Heroes! This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.